Hey everybody, welcome back to Going For Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. My name's Hunter Two. And we are so excited to be back here for season eight of Going For Two with Jack Taylor. Um, Going to give a little preview of football season in this episode, but um, also look back to what uh, baseball season, how it ended. After, and, uh, what our, after our abrupt uh, discontinuation of baseball yeah, coverage. We, we decided if our coaches don't want to win, um, there's nothing to really talk about. So, yeah. Um, yeah. We just, again, super excited to be back. Crazy that we're eight seasons into this, even though some of the seasons are frauds. Um, this, this was, there's one thing I know about season eight. Season eight will not be a fraud. Yeah, even if it's just one episode, it won't be a fraud. That's a, a, a one episode in a season? <laughs> Unheard of. <laughs> who, who would do that? Um, so yeah, um, in this episode, like I said, given a baseball update for what all happened and what's been happening since, uh, given a little football preview for our team, offensive and defensive, and um, also just looking around the SEC as to what um, the, the, the scope of things is going to look like. Um, so really excited to get into this. And uh, I guess without further ado, we'll um, look back at, you know, we're a baseball school, so why not start with baseball? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that, yeah, yeah. Feels like we're a baseball school, eh? Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, two years uh, in a row, missing the SEC tournament, obviously missing uh, postseason play altogether. Um, I was expecting, I mean, even after the, the 2022 season, there wasn't like a mass exodus of players. Um, but I, after two years in a row of that, I was expecting, you know, just a, a room full of guys to leave. But seven players in total have transferred. Um, really, none of them really notable players at all. We had a few teases in the portal um, with, or the one big tease in the portal with Dakota Jordan, but he took his name out less than 24 hours later. Um, apparently, got a pretty big NIL package there. But um, seven players transferred out in total. The most two notable ones, Slate Offord going to Georgia and Lane Forsyth going to Oklahoma State. Um, not so notable, but just. No, it's notable. It's notable. <laughs> it's 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 notable. It's a good. It's, the Y man, Grant, Grant, Graham Itema. Um, he's going to Mercer. So uh, Mercer gives and Mercer taketh away. Um, thank you, Mercer, for all that you've done. Jeez. Um, that was, <laughs> it was tough having to act like I was excited that he was coming into baseball games. I didn't, we didn't act excited here. <laughs> I, I remember saying one time, I actually don't hate Itema here. And then he gave up a home run. Ole Miss. So that was it for me. Um, so the rest of the player, I know Bryce Hubbard as a backup catcher, he, he left. And then some pitchers that, I mean, most most fans have never heard of. I, I certainly had not heard of him. Um, so that that's it for the transfer portal uh, of guys leaving us. Um, in terms of the draft and guys leaving, Colton Ledbetter was drafted to the Rays. Um, what round was that? Was that second round? I uh, believe so. Yeah, it was that. It was wasn't a complimentary. Round. Yeah, I think. Um, Cade Smith gets drafted to the Yankees, and Aaron Nixon signs a free agent deal to the Yankees. Kellum Clark um, gets drafted by the Mets, and Casey Hunt signed a uh, free agent deal to the Brewers. So, um, congratulations to those guys. Uh, gonna gonna really miss uh, Colton Ledbetter, especially if things don't work out in the portal with somebody we're going to talk about in a second. Um, I'm really going to miss Cade. His... Yeah, for real. Uh, Colton Ledbetter's production in the outfield, and obviously, I mean, 
double-digit home runs, hitting over 300. Cade Smith uh, has SEC ace stuff, and he could have come back for another year, but obviously too good of an opportunity to pass up. Um, getting drafted to the Yankees, that's pretty awesome. Um, Kellum Clark just goes on a long list of Mississippi State players drafted by the Mets. Um, good luck to him. And then Casey Hunt, I was really, really hoping that somebody would somebody would pick him up. I I would have taken him for another year, but um, at some point, just take the hint, Casey. Just um, yeah, I, just you gotta feel just, bad for him because um, he passed up being drafted and passed up money, even if it was only a little bit of money last year. But how does the he still had a year of leverage, like? What did I don't know? Like, it's really that that yeah, sucks I mean, that, for him. The, does the leverage only really matter if you get drafted? I mean, because you're just leveraging. Well, that like, would have made him. I could. It would have been leveraging them to draft him, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Because the next, like, next year, nobody would have had to draft him. Like, yeah. His only choice. He'd be a be banana. Still, to this day, don't know how R.J. Yeager didn't get drafted. I know he's an old man, but just take a chance on him. Yeah. Um, anyway, transfer portal um, coming in. Uh, you want to list the guys that we have coming in? Uh, yeah, but um, first, our out of eligibility, um, Luke Ooh, Hancock yeah. and Will Hoyle. Just fought two fallen soldiers there. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> they, they both did equal amounts for our school. In the past year, uh, okay. Um, into the onto the um, transfers in, uh, we have Carson um, Ligon um, from Miami. Uh, mm-hmm. He he was he was their ace last year. Um, battled some injuries. Really liked the pickup. Like, yeah, that's been the premier premier name that we've gotten so far. Like he he could come in and be our Saturday starter. We're gonna talk about someone who could come in and be our Friday ace. Mm-hmm. And then everything is fantastic. Um, Johnny yeah. Long, uh, he comes here from Pitt. Uh, he's going to be backup catcher. Pretty I've good. Never seen, never seen more Mississippi State fans like upset that we got a backup catcher. Like, and he like wasn't bad. <laughs> like Luke Hancock is out. Who was our backup catcher? Bryce Hubbard, who was the backup for him, he transferred out. Like you have to have multiple catchers on your team. And like I, it's I not going to be someone who plays a lot. No, like, he's a midweek catcher. That's all he's going to be, so that Ross can be our DH. Um, I people were so pressed, and I get that it's just because like we wait so long to hear news about guys transferring in, and then that's what we get. I understand that he's not a premier pitcher, but we have to have a catcher, yeah, a backup like, catcher. So and just his just stats relax. aren't even bad. Like I. Like it's, I, it's, I didn't even get. I didn't even look at him. I was just happy we had a backup. Like, <laughs> Like he's not horrible, right? Um, I'm, you don't have one of the transfers on here. Okay, who is that? Third baseman. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you forgot him. that one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Next, uh, his name's Kohler from Memphis. He is a third baseman. Yeah, he had the highest um, batting average on their team by a lot, um, by a whole lot, and mm-hmm. that can only tell you that there was no protection around him. So. Put him in our lineup. Good. Right. Good. Um, also, a little bit on his fielding percentage. It's like hovering like right around 950 or something like that. Um, had eight errors on the season, which is mm, 
Slade, Slade Alford's errors cut in half. So And um, like eight of those errors were in the first half. Yeah, and he played like perfect la- through the end. Their last like 20 games, he had one error, I think. So yeah, um, that's pretty awesome. Then uh, Nate Lamb from Young Harris College. Um, next, mm-hmm. um, we have Cam Schulke. Is that it? Yeah. Um, he's a pitcher from College of Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not yeah. the University of Central Florida. College, College of Central Florida. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's he's a weird arm slot guy. He's going to pitch a lot for us this year. Uh, yeah. That's based on what everyone's saying. Should be pretty fun. Yeah, he has a, like a submarine arm slot, but it can also throw normal. So... Um, I've always kind of wondered why pitchers don't do this. So we're 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 knocking out all the gimmicks between a both-handed pitcher and a multiple arm slot guy. Can we have a? T- oh wait, a two-way players coming up. Ooh. Just go ahead and talk. Yeah. Um, we are waiting on Braden Montgomery, um, outfielder, relief pitcher from Stanford, um, Mississippi so guy. Was like ninety-eight. Yeah. Uh, which high school did all those guys go to? Is that MRA? Madison Central. Oh, Madison Central. Yeah. Um, the boys on the team, that has to be our, our biggest help, also being the premier baseball college in his home, ta- uh, his home state. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can get them. It's going to be like a real calculated thing because it appears that the Montgomerys are a very smart family um, yeah. and aren't going to be like bought. <laughs> like Right. Or, or lied to or anything. So, I mean, when Braden makes his decision, that's kind of just what's going to happen. Like our yeah. chances here. Mm-hmm. Feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Also, um, I'm starting to like our chances with another guy uh, who you teased at being the ace next year. Uh, his name is Luke Holman, and he was Alabama's ace this past year. Um, he has, according to Steve, he has gotten it down to Mississippi State and LSU with Auburn as a possible dark horse, but um, yeah, I, that could be the pickup of the of the transfer portal for, yeah. for us and possibly for you know the whole country. Um, there, I don't I don't feel like you saw as many big time names as you did last year, like Paul Skeens and Tommy White. I mean, those were teased Heck, from the beginning. Paul Skeens wasn't throwing one hundred and two. Yeah, you're right. Um, but these two names are not just the two biggest names for Mississippi State going after. They're like the two biggest for any SEC team and Big 12 teams, I'm sure, as well. Um, so the fact that we're you know, on a short list for these two guys is pretty awesome and shows that, you know, even though these past two years haven't gone to plan, uh, gone or like, like we are used to seeing at Mississippi State, um, that uh, connotation with our name is still there. So, yeah. Um, that's pretty awesome to see, and hopefully in the next week we get good news about um, one or both of those guys. Yeah, if we get both, I am um, uh, I am ecstatic for next year, and we'll kind of talk about what our rotation would look like um, yeah. when we when we get to the to the big change. Um, we lost two signees in the draft, uh, Colin Houck and Aiden Smith. Yeah, yeah, they they were they were not going to come to school. Um, yeah, luckily um, we have a big time shortstop behind them. Yeah, so. Dylan Cup, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. I, I was getting Dylan Cup and Colin Houck confused because um, they're both like 6'3", 190-pound shortstops from the state of Georgia. Um, 
Yeah, like that's... the exact same build. And <laughs> we we, one was... we beat we beat the system by just signing two of them. <laughs> one one of them was the number one shortstop in Georgia. The other one was number three. Um, so I think we'll just take our chances with Dylan Cup. Um, we've had Lane Forsyth for the last three years, so I think we're good. Yeah. Um, some other good news um, in player that we added. Didn't even come from a different team. Amani Larry is coming back for his senior season. Um, he announced uh, after he didn't get drafted, so that's pretty good news. Um, our middle infield um, could could look the same. I hope that there's a new face in there somewhere. Um, but you know, it would if, be Cup if anyone. Right. It, it the wor- It's not the worst thing at all to have two guys returning at shortstop and second base. Um, I really like Mershon leading off for my team just because he he gets on base. Uh, Amani Larry showed really big flashes of power at the end of last season, which was really cool. Um, and yeah, I, I, I really like that. Um, Braden Montgomery would put a, a face in the outfield that could make our outfield one of the best in baseball. I mean, Dakota Jordan. He's, he's a first round pick next year. Yeah. And like, so is Dakota Jordan. <laughs> like two possibly like top 15 picks next year and then you throw Bryce Chance in there who again gets on base um I mean that's that's pretty awesome and not to mention uh Connor Hijack is having like one of the best seasons out of anybody in um summer league this year to go along with Hunter Hines so like the the hitting is gonna be there I know the hitting's gonna be better but yeah you lost Kellum Clark you lost Colton Ledbetter but if you if we get the guys that if we get Braden Montgomery and the guys that we got in at third base and um, coming from high school, if they do what we think they could do, our offense is going to be better. And so is our pitching because of this guy, Justin Parker. Mm-hmm. He is our new pitching coach who's come in to replace Scott Foxhall. Um, he was formerly the pitching coach at South Carolina, uh, most recently the pitching coach at South Carolina. Um, South Carolina uh, – Posted the second best ERA in all of the SEC last year at 4.19, uh, and that was for the whole season, like SEC play included. Um, I think their SEC ERA was just over five, so not not too much of a difference. Um, this is, I mean, just just having him there to develop pitchers is going to be an immediate improvement. Having a um, difference, <laughs> like right, like I I don't I know that you might see a lot of familiar faces like coming out of our bullpen on our staff. But Justin Parker's presence there, I think that alone is going to make our pitching better. Um, not to mention, you know, we could have uh, Luke Holman. We could have Braden Montgomery. We have the Carson Ligon and some other transfer pitchers. Um, you're also getting two really good pitchers back from injuries. Finally getting Stolen Simmons back after two years. And Brooks Augers coming back from Tommy John in 2022. Um, I don't think you'd see Pico next year. But, no. um, I mean... Justin Parker is going to have a loaded staff, and, and I, is that loaded? Maybe that's without Low and Lofton. Like, yeah, I didn't even mention them. I didn't mention Colby Holcomb. I didn't mention uh, Nate Dom, who had up and down season, but I mean, he had an extra starts, pitch that Foxhall wouldn't let him throw. Right. I mean, why would you start anybody who only had one pitch? Like, he he throws ninety eight, and the second time around the order. SEC teams figured that out. Yeah, apparently um, has a really nice 12-6, according to like his dad. So, <laughs> well, I'm excited to see it. Please, Justin, just 
let me see the curveball. Um, so yeah, Justin Parker seems like a home run hire. Um, I'm not really sure exactly why he left a South Carolina program that seems to be going back to their to their old ways of, of dominating in the SEC. Would you like some um, inside baseball on that? Sure. Um, South Carolina is diverting funds from like every other sport to women's basketball. Ooh. So he definitely did get a raise here. Oh yeah. Well, not like as big as like we didn't have to like quadruple it. Break the bank. Yeah. Like because they just like couldn't, you know, do it. Yeah. Thanks, Don. Well, there you go. Um, look, I I like it when women's basketball is good, but I'm also glad that they're not taking away from my other sports to to make it that way. Um. Anyway. Um, so yeah, South Carolina Parker. broke. Like, women, they're know. not spending money on men's basketball. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, yeah, I guess all that I have about that, I, I, my first thought when we got him, and it was you know, at the end of June when that was announced, my first thought was, okay, we're about to get just a ton of South Carolina transfers, um, transfer pitchers. That's not the case. We haven't gotten one. And I'm sure that um, he had some, like, Brent Venables at Clemson, um, discussion with him like telling him to stay loyal to the program whatever i don't know if that happened or not but um, i think there was only one guy that we would take really yeah yeah i guess all the south carolina guys i can even think of are just offensive players so maybe not but um i was surprised to see that but you know when you think about it i mean other than you know tyson harden graham intima and some of the freshman guys who only pitched in blowouts last year I mean, our pitching staff is super talented. Um, like I, I, like you said, I just named a, about ten guys and didn't even mention um, Gerangelo and Bradley Lofton, who could easily be our Saturday Sunday next year if you know things. <laughs> if they had to, they that would definitely be an option. Um, and then another name we didn't mention is Landon Gartman, who is technically still in the program. He got but he had Tommy John, so oh, he won't be. We didn't say Evan Sierry. Yeah, it's literally the best, the best bullpen arm we had last year. Um, who ended up starting games randomly? Um, who didn't start games? Uh, Aaron Nixon. Right, and he's gone now. So that's fun. Um, so yeah, I, I I really am excited to see what Justin Parker brings to this program. The the offense will be better. The pitching, I I don't think has any option but to be better. Special teams gonna be better too. So I know I said that it was a joke. Um, Special teams is is basically the like the first and third base coaches. Yeah, they're they're players. Oh, but speaking of uh, third base coach, Cheese is no longer a volunteer. So congratulations, Cheese. Congratulations. I don't know what he does here. Um, what does Lamonis do? <laughs> Somehow, I know what Cheese does more than I know what Lamonis does. I have cheese, no clue cheese. what Lamonis' purpose is. And we were saying cheese. this in 21. <laughs> cheese is the director of, like, baseball camps during the offseason. So, like, I get that. I don't know what his day-to-day operation is, like, during the season, but Lamonis W-I-D. I don't know. Um, all right. That's, that's all I can stand to talk about baseball right now because I'm getting too excited about football season Let's do this. Yeah, uh, let's stick to the script here. Um, 
Speaking of script, uh, I just 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 go off the script. Just go off uh, the script. Uh, uh, script. Uh, yeah, yeah. We have new helmets, uh, new uniforms. Um, Banner M is off the helmet, so so that's mm-hmm. good. Um, the the university like word mark is gone. Uh, the one that our logo is basically based on. So I guess we won. Uh, mm-hmm. Look at us. Who would have thought? I like it. Um, look, to just to clear the air, I don't think the banner M is a terrible logo on certain things. Like on a letterhead or even at midfield, I don't think it's a bad logo. Um, on a helmet, it looks terrible. Because we have maroon a, helmets and it's maroon. On a, on a polo shirt, like it doesn't look great. Um, just because... That's only because we know there are better logos. Because so script look, exists. It doesn't look bad on a shirt, but script, M over S, even walking bully, flying in, whatever you MSJ. want to put on a shirt, it looks better than, than the banner logo. But at the end of the day, the banner logo, it's not retired, but it's not going to be on helmets. Um, so we're thankful for that. Yeah. Uh, we won't have to see that until it's a throwback logo in 40 years. So... <laughs> That's going to be a fun day. Um, so yeah, the the uh, uniform announcement had been kind of teased for for a little bit, a little while that you know the script logo is coming. It might be staying for good, whatever, and that is the case. So super excited about that. Come comes along with some newer jerseys too. Uh, more they look good. A really simple um, layout on the chest doesn't have a giant um, banner logo on the chest either. So. Um, that's, that's awesome. Um, hoping to see the white ones at some point pretty soon. Um, and get also got some teased some, uh, um, MSJ, the interlocking MSU, um, throwbacks from like the nineties. Those are going to be sweet. So, yeah. um, really excited about that at some point this year. Uniforms are on the up and up. Thanks to Zach Selman and Adidas has done a great job too. Yeah, so. I think we signed an extension with Adidas, by the way. Like today? Uh, or at least quietly in the past few months, a year. Okay, gotcha. I, I'm fine with it. See, but their new the stuff looks good. Made. Yeah, the templates on some of these on some of the jerseys in the past have just been wild, and not just for Mississippi State. They just looked like NC State uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and they work great. Um, so that I'm really, really excited about the direction we're going. And like I said, a lot of it is to just uh, thank the fans for making their voices heard, but also Zach Selman for being an athletic director that actually listens to the fans. Uh, um, shout out Auburn. Um, good luck. They, they have a negotiation broke. coming up. Uh, with, so, so that'll be a fun one. broke. We up. So, um, yeah. So now getting into, getting into more of the – actual team looking at our offense um i'm just looking at names and i get excited about this offense um just at a ten thousand foot view are you more excited about the offense or the defense i know what the defense is going to be yeah it's going to be last year without forbes like and I, i i know there's really no way to replace him but i don't even feel bad about the cornerback room no no i don't i don't feel bad about dbs i I'm gonna miss like three touchdowns yeah. <laughs> by our defense. All just bullcrap uh, pick sixes. Yeah, 
just all um, ridiculous. But uh, well, and we're going to talk about the names in that cornerback room uh, in a, in a little bit. But just looking at the offense, the offensive line has been the area of concern, or in an area of concern um, since the air raid got to Mississippi State. Um, they were quietly but, good last year. Yeah, but I guess I just kind of rope them into like the issues that our team has. But um, that is uh, that was a, largely because of like wide splits or whatever, um, and just pass protection on every single down. Um, but now they're a veteran offensive line unit. Um, everybody's returning from last year. Who you said was a quietly good unit last year. Yeah, but everybody's back except for LeQuinston Sharp at center. Um, so I'm excited about that group who now gets to run block some, um, and hopefully a lot. But yeah, um, yeah. what else you got? Um, Will Rogers is back. Um, he is 2,477 passing yards away from becoming the SEC's all-time leading passer. Um, yeah. That's... Just for, for reference on that, Dak's 2014 season was like 3,500 yards. And then his 2015 season, where he only passed and hardly ran, was 3,700 yards or something like that. So um, I think Will can do 2,500. Yeah. Um, I think, easily. is he? Yeah, he's still number one in all-time QB career <laughs> QB percentage, <laughs> yeah. which is wild. Um you have it here I that mean, he's the most experienced QB returning in the SEC. Um, I mean, him and KJ are... Well, him and Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I forgot about that. Jaden's been oh, starting since 18, which is wild. <laughs> that, is, that is nuts. Jeez. Um, yeah, I guess I was talking about just experience in the SEC, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I have him Between... and Jaden right there. Right, yeah. Um, I just want to talk about the what... what the picture of KJ Jefferson today at SEC Media Day. Please do. Um, yeah, so he, there's a picture of him, and I don't think that he was meaning to pose for this picture, but um, he was at Media Day with two rings on, one for an Outback Bowl win, or was it Citrus? Was it an Outback Bowl? It may have been the Texas Bowl, bro. I think it was some Florida Bowl, but then there was another ring that he had for the Liberty Bowl. And he was, like, flexing them like they were SEC championships or national championships and then said something to the effect of, like, and it wasn't in any way a diss, but somebody asked him if he thought about any other schools, and he said, yeah, I almost went to one of the Mississippi schools, Mississippi State to be, a, to be uh, uh, what, what, as a fact, whatever, something like that, um, which we already knew that. But, um, yeah, I, it was some Arkansas fan trying to, um, stir something up, but also mentioned his rings. So that was that was fun. Certainly it me, interesting. It made me want to not like KJ Jefferson, but I, he's never given me anything to not like. So anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you for talking about that. Um, mm-hmm. Since it's SEC media um, time of the year, um, every player is 15 pounds heavier than they were last year. Um, all muscle, faster than they've ever been. Um, so, so that's that's, mm-hmm. that's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, moving from the from uh, quarterback over... Oh, actually, while we're quarterback, Mike Wright is also a name we have to mention. Um, he's become one of my favorite 
Twitter follows, um, just because he always posts the most. He's just an academic stuff. weapon. <laughs> and he always be wearing this funny hat. Um, but uh, yeah, Mike Wright. I doubt we see much of him on the field. I mean, I just don't think that we really need him. But if there's some fun package that needs a mobile quarterback, then maybe. Um, he he did beat SEC teams last year. He did do that. Like. On paper, he's better than Will Levis and uh, Anthony Richardson because he beat them both. And Will did not do that last year. Um, but anyway, <laughs> that is kind of a funny spin zone. Um, Chris Parson is also a um, big-time recruit, freshman quarterback, but uh, I doubt we see him at all. Uh, if we if we don't see Mike Wright, we're definitely not seeing Chris Parson. Um is it, do you agree with that? Yeah, or, pretty much. Okay. Uh, moving on to running backs, Jaquavius Marks um, had a big-time run-it-back post back in, I guess, January? Yeah. Um, that was super exciting that we get to keep him for another season. Um, and he returned, I think, not not even knowing who our offensive coordinator was going to be. So he was just ready for whatever. You know, whatever um, scheme he was getting thrown into – I think he's going to be, have a really big season. And then Kevon Lee, uh, transfer running back from Penn State, is the, the next guy up. So um, two-headed, two-headed monster there, uh, just like we've had the last couple of years, obviously with Dylan Johnson transferring to Washington. Um, we had to fill, fill that space. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like Jaquavius Marks, and I'm, I'm excited for him to be, like, the premier guy. Um, I'm not, I don't know too much about Kevon Lee, but um, – I mean, Penn State it, recruited him at running back. He must be good. <laughs> He must be able to squat 600 pounds. Um, yeah, once you get it started on, on wide receivers, just start naming names. Yeah. Um, Tulu Griffin, Jaden Wally, Xavion, J-Rob, Freddie Roberson, um, Creed Whitmore. Creed Whitmore, yes. <laughs> um, have, have, you, have, have you about that Creed Whitmore life? Uh, Don't at me, please. He's wearing number 85, fittingly. So Yeah. Um, um, type of guy you'd like to date your daughter. Um, mm. Lunch pail type of guy. Um, Real hard hat. Hard mm-hmm. hat. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Tulu's moving to the slot, which is good. Um, ready to see that. Um, him outside, we haven't seen much from him because... That is a weird spot for Tulu, is him outside yeah. wide. Um, and, and people have been saying, move him, move him to the slot and you'll see. I'm ready to see it. Yeah. That, that, that's my take on it. I think uh, J-Rob will be our best wide receiver this year. I'm excited for Freddie Roberson from uh, Eastern Washington. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, almost forgot which, which directional Washington that was. I think there's only one. And yeah. um, Jaden Wally. Um, after his big freshman year, haven't really seen much from him. He's mm-hmm. sneaky a red zone target. So, yeah. that, I mean, need one of those. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we have him still. Um, for some reason last year, I think it was getting teased that he might transfer, but I just think he likes turkey hunting too much to go too far away from Mississippi. So, yeah. um, anyway... I, I am excited about the, the wide receiver room. Um, Justin Robinson kind of had a little bit of a breakout in the in the bowl game last year after having a quiet season. 
but I mean that's just largely in part. Because whenever to, we um, played him, he played good. Yeah, I mean it's it's largely in part to Ra Ra being really good at football. Um, so and Rufus was good last that consistently right. last year, and he's was, was Antonio Harmon. He was was he a wide receiver last year? Uh, I believe so. Wasn't sure if he registered last. I, I thought I remembered hearing his name at least, but now he's listed as a tight end. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. Speaking of tight ends, we actually have those now. So, uh, Jerquavius Spivey, he is uh, transferred back into Mississippi State after being at TCU. Um, he was on that team last year that made it to the national championship. So, um, pretty cool to have you know a veteran guy back on campus that has you know played in some pretty big games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All the guys in, that he's in the locker room with played Georgia way closer than he did last year. But um, anyway, uh, also speaking of Georgia, we have Rylan Godey, uh, who is from Georgia, tied in, who could not get in uh, over um, Brock Bowers or Darnell Washington. Or that I other guy. I wonder why. <laughs> um, you have three first-round tight ends around you. So, um I, did Darnell Washington even get drafted in the first round? I uh, no, he was like fourth or fifth. <laughs> He's a stealer, so he'll yeah. be good. Um, we also have a guy named, and I'm not going to say it right, but Sidu uh, Traore. Um, he is from London, um, and he I think he went to some Arkansas school. He went to Arkansas trans- State, I believe, and then okay. Colorado. Transferred Didn't. to Colorado and transferred out. He uh, got Dion'd. Um, so... Waiting on a waiver from them, according to Robbie and Hey Dad, like the only chance he really has at that is to say like, um, to, to like plead to the NCAA that you know Dion just wasn't going to play him, and this is he didn't have any other choice, whatever. Um, so it's up to the NCAA if he's going to get to play or not. If he does, he is tied in number one. Mm-hmm. Seems like. Well, he um, wants to play wide receiver. But oh, right, right, yeah. Um. But we so, have him we, now, so you kind of play. Do whatever you want. Either that or yeah. you're like that guy for LSU that went to... Or, well, did he go to Georgia, then LSU, then... Eric Gilbert? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so tight ends back in back in the offense is fun. Before we get to the defense, we might as well just list a few names we have on special teams. So Tulu and Xavion, you know, having them back there on kicks is is crazy having both of them uh Tulu's more known for the kicks and Xavion for the punts but I mean having those options for both is, I'm sure is, we'll have Creed Whitmore back there by week six <laughs> I'm sure he won't muff a punt to lose us a very important game in the grand scheme of things um we'll probably have Rylan Goatee out there <laughs> come on Will you don't <laughs> drop the ball too often um man uh Keelan Crimmins is our, to my knowledge, the first um, uh, Aussie punter that we have, uh, we've ever had, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and then Nick Barmira, I think is how you say his name, Nick Barmira. Yeah, you cooking, a, keep going. <laughs> is a transfer kicker from um, from UCLA who looks to have the same exact stats as um, Massimo Biscardi had from last year. So, um, except... Well, actually, Massimo had never missed an extra point before at Coastal Carolina either. So Nick Barmira has never missed an extra point before. I'm surely, surely that will never come back to haunt me for saying that. Arizona um, game, I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, 
There we go. Um, that's all I have on special teams. So, with that being said... Don't we have a kicker that can do, like, backflips and stuff? Uh, he is not here yet. I think oh. he has another year of high school. I, I, he just keeps on posting backflip videos. <laughs> Dog, just go be on American Ninja Warrior. Stop he just, your he just like, flips and then kicks a 28-yard field goal. <laughs> shirtless shirtless <laughs> completely ripped for no reason yeah and then he'll just post a picture like yeah i won the mais championship for 100 meter dash <laughs> like dog that competition is nuts <laughs> um anyway what school does he even go to i have no clue at all <laughs> i just see him on all, all his highlights are from delta states football field <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who this guy is. Um, but yeah, defense. What you what you got? Um, the, the 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 front seven's back. Um, I think maybe one linebacker. Um, but Cameron Young is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 that one's not good. Um, we got Crumbity back. Right. Um, Jordan Davis is back. Jordan Davis. Um, yeah. Nathan Pickering. Uh, Jet Johnson guys. and Buki Watson. Buki. Um, uh, we've got John Lewis back at linebacker as well. So. Um, Isaac Smith. Um, he's gonna yes. be safety for us. That, that'll be a right. that'll be a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, JP Purvis. Uh, he had some flashes last year. Right. Um, just some more guys. Just naming guys. Having a guy off right now. So. Um, we're going to take this opportunity. It's on the script here uh, that we, we're really going to miss Emmanuel Forbes. I know we've already mentioned that, but um, it's just fun. You know, the last couple of years, we've, or the last you know, three or four years, we've had either him or um, Martin Emerson just automatic cornerbacks. Um, and except heck, for before that, them, against Auburn. For them, Dantzler. Yeah. I mean, it's been pretty automatic. This year, just to name a few guys, we've got uh, DeCamrian Richardson um, added Radar Jones and Kamari Rogers, who are Mississippi guys. We added them in the portal. Um, and then yeah, Furge, we have him. He's been on the team for a few years. Um, DeCarlos Nicholson, is he a yeah. quarterback? Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, these guys are, are next up. It doesn't mean that they're going to be first-round picks, but, I mean, they are, they're what we have. And I, I feel good that I know a handful of these guys' names. Um, Kamari and Radar were huge pickups in the portal, so um, I really, really am excited about them. Yeah. Um, and then you got Marcus Banks moving to safety. Um, Sean Preston's so, still out there. Yeah. Right. I mean, that was just Jalen Green. He he's been there the last two years, I believe, and so he's with with him leaving. Really good, important to have guys step up at that position. That it seems like Mississippi State's always just kind of light at, but um, yeah, the defense. I, I am excited about it. Like you said, you know what it's going to be. Um, Zach Arnett said at Media Day that he will not be the calling plays for the defense, um, which who knows like how much of a hand he's going to have in that. Um, but you know, thinking back to the bowl game, the bowl game looked like we had a Zach Arnett defense, and he technically wasn't calling plays then either. So, um, I mean, we I'm fine just, with it. He'll, I mean, it'll be the same. Just, Look the same, yeah. I mean, Matt Brock is—he's—he's he's been under um, Zach Arnett. He knows how to do the defense. So um, 
I'm excited about it. I think it'll be, be a, be, it could be a pretty special year for this team. And, you know, this defense is, is no exception. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. All right. I cannot um, believe the dollar bill is, is still on that team. And I like it. Yeah. Also, Cole Smith. I used to hate that guy. Dog used to do just do corny celebrations in the end zone. <laughs> and I kind of like I'm, those now. Yeah. Now I'm looking forward to it. The train horn is... What was the other one? Like, doing, like, CPR standing up? That I'm not sure. <laughs> this right, team is um, so old. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, this this team's got to do something. Because next year, I'm not going to be able to name half of these guys. Chris Parsons, it's up to you. <laughs> Go get them. Well, then now. we have all of our recruits for next year's class. Which is crazy yeah, right now. Like really good recruiting class. Yeah. yeah um, do, we, do we even touch on that? We've never been well, a recruiting show. We'll get into it at some point in another episode. Can I say two of them? Sure. J.J. Harold, Braylon Burnside. Let's go, baby. <laughs> and and a big um, Stonka. Uh, I know Stonka is Braylon, but I'm just talking about the nicknames. This class is crazy with the nicknames. Fat. Fat. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, who just has somebody in their recruiting class named Big? Like what? <laughs> Um, anyway, looking at our schedule for this year, um, how do we want to do it? Do we want to go through individually? We could, both? I think in another episode, we will go by game by game. Mm-hmm. I think we should just give like our floor, okay. what our record is going to be, and maybe our ceiling. Okay. Me... But you can refresh people on the schedule, or if you want me to, I can. Okay, I'll go through it. So, um, start out with three home games, Southeastern Louisiana, Arizona, and LSU. We go on the road to South Carolina, and we're back at home with Alabama. We have Western Michigan, a bye week, uh, then at Arkansas, at Auburn, Kentucky at home, at Texas A&M, Southern Miss at home, finishing out on Thanksgiving Day with Ole Miss, the Egg Bowl at home. Um, so, eight home games. Just a few things to note. Eight home games. Three of our four away games are in a four-week stretch at the back half of the season, which sounds brutal, but if you think it's brutal, just look at it. Arkansas's schedule. You'll yeah. feel better. Um, for the first time in five years, our bye week is not on, not directly on either side of the Alabama game. So, I don't know if there's some strategy there or just how the schedule laid out. Um, um, I kind of like that. Like, it, it seemed like whenever we would uh, have the bye week before then, we would just be like way too in our heads for Alabama. I like having Western Michigan after Alabama. Yeah, I like that too. I don't. It's not, we're not going to lose twice to Alabama. Yeah. Right. Um, I like that point too. Um, so yeah, talking about what our I'm not going to go game by game. I just want to point out two two stretches of the season that I think are very important before we get into predictions. The three-game stretch of LSU at home, at South Carolina, and at Alabama, I think it's extremely important to win one of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, LSU and Alabama, both, I mean, right now, I think both could go undefeated. I know one of them can't because they play each other, but like both of them look have the potential to be undefeated teams. So winning one of those games seems unrealistic, but also winning at South Carolina is not easy. 
find a way to win one of those games and you feel good. Yeah. Look Can't at the go four game three. <laughs> right. But looking at the four game stretch in the back half at Arkansas, at Auburn, Kentucky at home, at Texas A and M, win two of those. That this season is defined by two stretches, and those are the two stretches. Win two of these and you're golden for what a Mississippi State season is supposed to look like. Um, win three of those. And you are Fortnite dancing uh, into Southern Miss and Ole Miss with a chance to win 10 games. Um, so, yeah, I think the floor for this team is a 6-6 six and six team. Yeah. I mean, you go 0-3 in that stretch at the beginning of the season when one of the games in the stretch of four, and then you've got – that would be – you know, four non-conference games. Um, you might, yeah, and winning two conference games. So, like, I think that's the floor. I, I don't think you go 0-4 in that, that back half stretch. Um, I think this is going to be a good team. Like, I, I think that they do no worse than 6-6. Six and six. Yeah. What do you think? I completely agree with that. And 6-6 six okay. and six is, like, stuff went wrong. Right. I mean, the, like, people have gotten injured, um... Potentially, OC like, isn't just it, isn't good. Yeah, it, it. I don't think it's. I mean, I know people are going to say it the second that we lose a game, but I don't think it would. It would be because Zach Arnett's not the guy. Um, I mean, I, I guarantee you, people are going to say that when we lose to LSU um, week three. But that's not on Zach Arnett. Um, yeah, it, it would be more on Matt Brock or more on. Um, Kevin Barbe for for that I'm 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 assuming. Um, all right, so what do you think our record's actually going to be? I'm I've been teetering between these two records for a while, mm-hmm. and it's nine and three and eight and four. Yeah, and I I, I like that. I don't know how I. I guess I'll give it to eight and four as what a record's yeah. gonna be. I mean, it, going off of my my the two stretches there, like you win one of that that three game stretch and two of the four game stretch, um, and then and go beat care, Ole Miss, take care of Southern Miss and Ole Miss. That's that puts you at eight and four. Um, if you shock the world and you know, beat LSU or Alabama or you know win three of those four games in that stretch. Then that's your nine and three season, and potentially your ten and two. I don't, I don't think that ten wins is going to happen. But if this is, if there's a team, a Mississippi State team that's going to do it in, you know, the past two years or the two years ahead, I think this is the one to win ten games. Um, I say we're going to be an eight and four team with our ceiling as I'm going to give us a nine wins. Yeah, yeah. So. Like our what we're gonna accomplish is not gonna be far from our ceiling, but um, I Just still so have that I still have that Mike Leach and Dan Mullen um, just feeling happening. Like we're gonna we're we're just gonna end up losing a game that we're probably not supposed to. Yeah. Um, hopefully, it's not to southeastern Louisiana, um, or any of these non-conference games for that matter. Um, but yeah, like I said, not gonna go game by game on that one. I will say I'm excited for the thought of you know in five days playing our two in-state rivals. Um, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, 
that, that that'll uh, be cool. We get a chance to just completely prove that we're either the best team or the second best team in the state of Mississippi. So, um, anyway, um, do you have some fun SEC predictions for us? Um, yeah, let me pull those up. Have they're still here? They may not be. Oh, they may not be here anymore. Oh, never mind. Here they are. Okay, so this is mine. Um, I did I did do scheduled predictions um, for everyone as I did last year. Um, I have Alabama twelve and zero, LSU ten and two, six and two in conference. Texas A and M nine and three. Mississippi State eight and four. Ole Miss seven and five. Arkansas seven and five. And Auburn six and six. And anything there stand out? I'm more of an Arkansas hater than media right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, Arkansas, the media is trying to get me to think that, you know, KJ Jefferson is Cam Newton. And I, I refuse to believe that. Yeah. And I like, um, like him. Like, I, I do like him. I, I, when the whole Kendall Bryles to Mississippi State thing was getting teased, I was really hoping KJ Jefferson would follow it. Um, but I've also been in Fayetteville and watched Will Rogers play a better game than he did um, and, you know, become Nolan McCord away from winning a game in Fayetteville. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and then Ole Miss there at 7-5, and five, at first I was like, ah, no, can't do that. Like, that's unrealistic. But then you look at their... What were they last year? They have... They were... They started out like 7-0 and and ended up 8-4. and Yeah, so they were 8-4 and with Kentucky instead of Georgia on their schedule. And now they have Georgia. So, yeah, 7-5. Yeah. and And their non-conference was a cakewalk, and now they have to play Tulane? Who yeah. I, I know it's not the same team as from last year, but that's not a walk in the park non-conference game yeah um and then i don't feel great about my east projection predictions um georgia 12 and 0 confident in that one um yeah uh kentucky 9 and 3 uh pretty high on them they have a they have an upgrade at quarterback over a generational talent <laughs> that's that's weird um known 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 loser in uh in Davis Wade Stadium, though, in Dead and uh, Leary, yeah, um, he's got two curses working against him. He's he can't win there, and Kentucky can't win there. So, yeah, maybe. and then I have Tennessee at nine and three, South Carolina six and six, Florida five and seven. Uh, watch out, Billy. Um, Mizzou four and eight. Uh, kind of feel bad for that one. They'll probably win six games. I don't know where. Um, and then Vanderbilt three and nine. We took your quarterback. Yeah. Do you think Billy Napier could get fired in the middle of the season? He's recruiting really, really well. Like impressively Florida, well. He, he, he should. Yeah. Um. I, I. Florida is one of those teams, and I probably say this about way too many teams, but like, it's just more fun when they're good at football, and it's just sad. Like seeing them this way um i also just don't really feel bad for him because dan mullen was a really good coach and he should have given him his year with anthony richardson yeah could have had a heisman winner 
Also, for any Mississippi State fan that wouldn't take Dan Mullen back in a heartbeat, you're lying. And imagine Dan Mullen getting Mike Wright this year. That would just be... Also, we would have had K.J. Jefferson. Not going to lie. And we would have had Anthony Richards. Well, we would have had Anthony Richardson as well. <laughs> yeah. We would not at all have Will Rogers. <laughs> We would have no one close to the all-time SEC passing yards lead. <laughs> well, now we have him. We, we love him. KJ Costello would have never stepped foot on Mississippi State's campus. See, we never would have made history, Hunter. And I would have been fine with that. All right. We have some ideas for our next episode, but we definitely will post a prompt for Instagram questions then. We did not get around to it today. We're going to go through game by game, give our predictions. We're also going to find some fun way to predict our season. Like last year we did you know, our record if we lost every team that has a cat for their mascot. Um, and it turns out to be pretty accurate to what our actual record was. So um, that's fun. Um, we'll figure something out for that. And we'll also go through the media questions that um, the beat writers also always answer. So that'll be some fun conversation there. Until then, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Keep up with our social media, and uh, we'll see you back next time at Going for Two with Jack Taylor. Barbie or Oppenheimer? I'm going to see Barbie tomorrow. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I wonder what Luke's going to see first. Probably uh, American Psycho. <laughs> probably probably going to go watch uh, Mission Impossible. Probably going to go watch um, uh... Secret Life of Pets. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's Sorry. all I got. So are we doing an after show this year or absolutely not? We have to. Okay. Um, Well, that was the after show, everyone. Thank you so much for coming out. Uh, (laughs) Hit that music.